That big baller brand. A brand is one of the biggest things you can have. I told him this is going to be a billion dollar thing. And people look at me crazy. Like a billion? You didn't even say a million yet. Yeah, I say them three B's over here, it's going to cost you one. Kobe don't have his own brand. He got a brand that Nike created for him. The same with LeBron James. They can't walk away with the King emblem and the Mamba sign. These beans right here, they mine. I can take my stuff anywhere I please. Welcome to the Thank You For Your Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Dame Fan. Thank you for joining me today. Today I'm joined by an extraordinary leader, a Pinewood School grad, a Howard University grad, civil rights and entertainment attorney, Mr. Lawrence Blackman. Lawrence, welcome to the Thank You For Your Leadership podcast. Thank you for having me, brother. And it's really good to see you, man. It's been a, it's been a long time. Absolutely. If I slip up and I call you January... <laughs> Forgive me, man. That's a that's a that's a, 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 a an ode to to how far back we go. Yeah, yeah. We we go back uh, twenty years. So so Lawrence and I went to high school together at the Piney Woods School, one of the the best, if not one of the remaining uh, historically black boarding schools in this country. Uh, and we learned so much together. And and look at us now, both in D.C. doing great things from humble beginnings in humble beginnings in rural Mississippi. But they taught us well. Did taught, they teach us well? They taught us well. They you, taught us well. You, you know, you learned more than I did working on the farm, <laughs> slapping hogs and so right, forth. Right, and uh, fatigue programs. Right, and right. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't have it. But, man, yeah, good good to see you. Thank you for joining us. Um, right now, folks, you're listening on SoundCloud. If you're listening on DameThad.com, take a moment right now and and hit the subscribe button. You can follow us and also follow us on IG and Twitter at Dame Thatch. So you can engage with the conversation, the quality and high quality conversation that we're about to have today. But today I want to talk about a controversial leader um, that we've seen in and out of our consciousness. I want to give the title of father of the year to someone, to a guy who I admire. Now my father William Jones is an incredible father, and I can give him Father of the Year each and every year. But in 2017, to me, the Father of the Year is Mr. LeVar Ball. Give it up. Give it up for LeVar Ball. Give it up for LeVar, LeVar Ball. Ball. He's incredible. Listen, LeVar has created his own brand. He wanted to leave something for his kids. People say, well, uh, I don't want to hear him. Why is he on television? Let's look at the numbers, Lawrence. One million IG followers for the brand, the big baller brand that he created. LeVar himself has one million followers. LeVar has three wonderful sons, LaMelo, LiAngelo, and Lonzo. Melo has three million followers. Lonzo, who's an NBA player for the Los Angeles Lakers, has three million followers. And Jello has two million followers as well. They have their own Facebook reality show that folks should tune into. It's very, very good. I love it. I watch it often. So one year ago, this family burst onto the scene out of nowhere. Now, they've received criticism. They've received backlash. They've received hate. But they've also received lots of support from celebrities uh, and other folks. LeVar has a beautiful wife named Tina and, and who's had some medical issues, but she's worked through it like any other person. And he's been so supportive to her. He's raised good young men who are following their dreams to play basketball, and they're doing great and positive things. Now, I hear a lot of people hating on what LeVar is doing, building his own brand. Charles Barkley and others even go to say that he's, he's a bad father. Right. 
and he just doesn't like him and he's exploiting his kids. Well, Charles, I love you, man. You're one of my favorites, but we're going to disagree on this. I think you're a hater. And I want to give LeVar Ball the father of the year for 2017. Let's give it up one more time for LeVar Ball. Now, 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 Lawrence, tell me, is, is, is LeVar father of the year to you? I definitely think that LeVar uh, is a very credible candidate. Uh, for Father of the Year. And, and, and if you say that we're giving him Father of the Year, I'm not going to fight you on that. Uh, so LeVar Ball uh, has my vote for Father of the Year. Uh, I love what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I love the, uh, the the niche that he has carved out uh, for he and his family. Um, the disruption. Yeah. Big fan of disruption in any yeah. industry. And I think that it takes, it takes uh, a lot of gumption yeah. uh, to, to take on the sports industry uh, in the way that he has. You know, um, a lot of times when, when, when players uh, make it into to these big leagues and they get these big contracts, everybody's just so happy. You know, it's kind of like a thank you, thank mm-hmm. you, thank you type of thing. And, you know, people don't want to, to step on any toes, and so people walk lightly. You don't want to offend uh, any owners or, or, or coaches or anything like that. And LeVar Ball kind of came in like, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is our program. This is our program. <laughs> right. you, I got my own team. We a team. Well, you, you, you mentioned disruption a moment ago, and I, and I read a great piece the other day uh, in SB Nation about how LeVar is a disruptor. And we, and, and as leaders, we praise leaders who disrupt. We play, praise those visionaries who disrupt certain industries. We look at um, numerous people, I could name Steve Jobs, who came in and disrupted the industry. A guy who was even kicked out of his own company, right, because of his style, which was brash, and you go against status quo. Here's LeVar, who stood up to the NCAA, stood up to Nike and Adidas and other large shoe companies, stood up to the haters and say, in the face of all this, I'm going to build my own brand and I'm going to attempt to do something that nobody's ever done before. And now you see he has three sons who are professional basketball players. There are folks in New York did a pop-up shop the other day and folks were um, wrapped around the building to get autographs from he and his, and his kids and something's working. People have paid $500 for shoes mm-hmm. from this guy who's never played a lick of basketball. His son's doing well. His youngest son is in high school with his own shoe. Right? Why aren't we uplifting and supporting LeVar the way that we uh, support and, and praise other disruptors? What's the difference between LeVar and others? I think that because, uh, for one, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a boom-bastic Character. Boobastic? <laughs> he is. He is. And so I think that any time uh, when you have a, a, a character that large, mm-hmm. they're going to be polarizing. Right. Everybody's going to have an opinion. Absolutely polarizing. And, and all of them are not going to be uh, uh, supportive opinions. Um, but I think that, you know, in, with this you have some people who are kind of uh, – Loyal to tradition right. and like things, you know, kind of the way that they are. Um, and so, you know, when you have a disruptor uh, uh, and someone who does it so so uh, bombastically, right. um, I think that, you know, a lot of times you're going to draw that, that, that type of uh, negative uh, attention or negative opinions. But he thrives off of it. That's one thing I, I, I have know. to say about LeVar. He doesn't let it get him down. He doesn't feel a need to explain uh, the haters away right. and explain his actions away. Uh, he just kind of embraces it and, do, do, and, and do, do, uses do, that to his advantage. Do you think the criticism that he's received is fair? I think it's fair criticism. Why is it? Because he's put himself into a space to be criticized. Um, I think that I think that you know some of the opinions 
um, are kind of harsh. So I think you mentioned what, but, but what, how, what, but what how, Barkley how, said. How can you say how, how can you decipher whether someone's a good father or right. not? Like you know, when you you're not their parent, mm-hmm. you know, and from from the looks of things, what we see those are healthy kids. There's a healthy family. Those kids, all three of those kids, have uh, received college scholarships to play basketball. Therefore, he's providing his kids great opportunities and putting them in positions to win and succeed. And now he's building something that they can be benefit off of for the rest of their lives and not clock into a nine to five and beg somebody else for opportunities and a job because it's being created. Well, he's setting the ball family up, you know, to to to, to potentially uh, be able to 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 live off of the fruits of what he's doing now for for generations. Um, but again, anytime that you put yourself into that type of public space, you're going to get the criticism. I think that if you look at uh, others who have done the same with their families, if you look at uh, 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 the Jacksons mm-hmm. or the Kardashians, they all receive, oh uh, there's always a similar narrative around these type of parents who kind of propel their kids into a spotlight. It's all oh, their bad parents, so they're pimping their kids, right. or this type of thing. Um, and I think that, you know, that's just uh, par for the course. How do How, how, how do you... Pimp your kids. As somebody said to, said that to me last night. I was having this. I have this conversation everywhere because I love to just strike it up and just see mm-hmm. the hate and the vitriol that people have. For it's a hot it. topic. It's, it's crazy how how people hate on a man that they never met and he's out here doing great stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But how how do you exploit your kids now? You, Levar, his three sons are now professional basketball players. The oldest is number two pick for the Los Angeles Lakers. Levar has trained all of his kids himself. So he, he raised these kids from the beginning, put a roof over their head, fed them, trained them, supported them, gave them extreme great confidence, right? And so now you want to position your, your kids to make money off their talents. Instead, you're taking out that middleman because Nike was going to make money off them the same right. way. Or another agent who has no no connection to their real interest is going to make money. So why not just keep that money in the family? Mm-hmm. But we call that exploitation. Mm-hmm. How was that exploitation or pimping, if you will? I'm not saying that you said I that. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't look at it like that. And I think that you know it's no different than what any good parent wants for their kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Now, every parent wants their kids to reach their maximum potential. Absolutely. And every parent wants to protect their kids as much as they can. Right. Um, but I think that the difference is uh, with with uh, you know. Typically in families, you know, the kids get older and they go off and they do their thing, and there's really nothing that the parents can do uh, for them or even, you know, with them. Um, But in this case and in instances like this, uh, you have a a parent who is fortunate enough to have kids who are entering an industry Mm -hmm. where he has the option to be involved. Um, and uh, other parents do have the same options, but maybe they just don't have the, the, the business acumen. Oh, people uh, have options. Right. We all, we all have those options. <laughs> right. You know, listen, look, LeVar, I love LeVar Ball. Again, father of the I love LeVar Ball because it takes those those change agents, those folk, you know, Steve Jobs said it, that, that are crazy enough to think that they can change the system. Mm-hmm. And they do. Mm-hmm. You know, along the way, people are going to talk about you. What are you doing? You're crazy. But once you make the quote-unquote impossible possible, not everybody wants to jump on, on the bandwagon. So I love what he's doing, and it, and it gives me confidence. It gives others confidence to say that, hey, you can do this your way. You don't have to go with the grain. You can go against the grain and create a new model, and that's what he's doing. As you talked about earlier, he's created a blueprint. But here's, I also believe that the hate that you're hearing uh, and the pushback that he's, that he's hearing and getting and the family is getting is people 
forcing their insecurities and their own fears and projecting that upon LeVar. Mm-hmm. Because there are, there are tons of folks we talked about earlier who go to a job every day that they hate, mm-hmm. that they're a part of the hamster wheel. They're clocking in. They really want to chase their passion and do something else, but they are afraid to step out and do it. So when they see another person doing exactly kind of what they want to do, they just naturally hate on him. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you think that's probably what's happening? People projecting their fears on LeVar because maybe they want to, do something like that, uh, create their own uh, yeah, business and create their own revenue. When you, when you have uh, just people in general who who are uh, um, rising, especially when they're on the rise and they're brand new, yeah. and it's kind of like, who the hell are all these people? Who, right. You know, why is this family getting all this attention? Why are they uh, on CNN and in the W in the WWE? And uh, and why is this? Uh, I think I think Lonzo bought uh, one of the brothers. He bought him like a Lambo or something right. like that when he gets signed. I think it does. You know, kind of. Uh, maybe rub some people the wrong way in the sense of, you know, why not me? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that it's, a lot of that hate is absolutely a reflection um, of, of other people's desire to be in the same space, uh, but also a reflection of, of of their own self-imposed limitations. Right. Because they could be in that space, too. Maybe not in the NBA. Could. Maybe not in the NBA, but in their own respective industries. Everybody has a dream or had one right. at one point. But I think that once uh, once certain realities uh, start to, to overpower uh, your belief in, in your ability to accomplish those dreams, there's nothing left to do at that point but, but look at the next man and, and criticize. It's easy to criticize. Easy. It's easy to sit in the peanut gallery and, 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 and boo and Throw tomatoes right, right. <laughs> and talk about the people who are actually getting it done. Who, who are doing it? But it's it. much harder uh, to 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 challenge and to to make change uh, in 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 the metaphorical sense and in the literal sense. Um, so uh, I think that a lot of that hate does come from uh, uh, people's own internalized uh, um, hate of their own situations. So recently, let's talk about. Leangelo for a moment. Mm-hmm. Leangelo, the, the the middle kid, um, enrolled at UCLA to play basketball in exhibition exhibition season. They went over to China for a game. He ended up and a few other uh, teammates stealing glasses, sunglasses from several stores. It was a big dust up. Um, President Trump says that he got involved, but anyhow, the kids were punished. They made it back to America. And there was an indefinite suspension placed upon uh, Leangelo and the other players. LeVar, his father, said that, hey, can we define that suspension? I don't want you just leaving my kid hanging in in the wind like that. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you going to do? Long story short, he pulled his kid out of UCLA. Do you think that was a good decision? Yeah, I think it was a good. Well, first of all, I don't think that Leangelo was going to was going to graduate from UCLA ever anyway. I right. think that he was well, there just to fulfill the Yeah, just to fulfill the NBA requirement that he had one year uh post uh post high school. Sure, sure. Um and so I mean if they were gonna kick him out, uh it's not like he really pulled him out. Right. They pushed him out. Right. And so he just made the best out of the situation. You know, he took what they meant to be lemons and he turned it into, into ball lemonade. Right, right. Um right. and so yeah, yeah, I think it was the only thing that he could do other than let allow his son to to, to wait in limbo. Um, while the big wigs at UCLA uh, determine his future. Again, this was an example of this father uh, taking control of his own family's future and not leaving it in the hands of other people okay. to decide. Right. Forget UCLA. Right. The balls don't need UCLA. 
They don't. They don't need you. When you create your own when stuff. You, when you create your own stuff and you have your own lane, one thing that uh, uh, Father LeVar knows is that they're going to be all right. Right. That's right. Whatever <laughs> y'all decide at UCLA, cool. Take your time on that. We'll be in where are they? Lithonia? Lithuania. Lithuania. I I'm a country boy. I was reading it. I was, I was trying to get it right before I came here and I was sounding down and I was like, it looks like Lithonia. I'm I'm I have a decent education, okay, so that was a cool guess. But is that am I getting that right? Lithuania. Man. Lithuania. 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 Okay, Lithuania. then Lithuania. Um um but but absolutely. So I think I mean I think that was a fair decision. I get why he made that decision. Uh-huh. You know. Um but then let's go to LaMelo, the youngest, very good basketball player, scored 92 points in, in one game. Uh, um, Chino Hills, and, yeah. Yeah, he's very popular. Um, some question how good those players are in that league. But anywho, <laughs> not, and I, I don't know many people. I don't care if you're playing <laughs> in the seniors league. No, uh, I, have some, I have some good friends from out in Chino Hills. Um, and they were pretty decent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were decent. They were decent basketball players. Now this was way before before uh, uh, Lamelo's uh, time, but they were they were okay. So so Levar pulled Lamelo out of Chino Hills, and so he's no longer enrolled in in that high school. He's being homeschooled. Many are uh, bashing Levar for such a decision, saying that this kid won't have a childhood. Um, you're making poor decisions for him. Um, he needs to be in school amongst his peers and to do normal kid things, and you're ruining his life. What 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 do you say about? It? Do you think that was a good decision for him to pull his kid out of Chino Hills? And it was partly because Levar didn't agree with the coaching staff, right? Yeah, I think that it was. Listen, you would be hard pressed to get me to question Levar Bars Ball's parenting mm-hmm. because I think that, like you mentioned earlier. He has done what every parent, every good parent, desires to do with their kids. He has taken them out of a space to where they have an uncertain future or where they may not know if they're going to get a job or how long that job is going to last. And he has secured a future Mm -hmm. for not only this generation of balls, but for the next generation and the next generation potentially. If if the current generation does does it right and they and they reach their maximum potential, so you would be hard pressed to get me to criticize that. I think that taking uh, the the child out of out of Chino Hills and putting him in home school, yes, I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. Plenty of kids all across the country uh, get homeschooled for 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 a variety of reasons, but I think that you know his reason is 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 a, is a good one if there ever was one, uh, and you know. Kid is making money. Right, right. <laughs> the right. kid is making more money than making, he would at UCLA. Making more money than he would at UCLA. And isn't that ultimately uh, what we are all challenged to do with the education that we receive? Right. Is that the point of going to college? Is that the point of going to college? And the point of going to college is to get out and to make change uh, and to also uh, have a secure future. And so, you know, if he is in a position to to, to skip some steps, yeah. Yeah. this is LaMelo, why not? Why not? You know, so th- I can't I can't look at, at him and then compare him to the rest. And people say, oh, he should have a normal childhood. Because he already doesn't have a normal childhood. Exactly. His older brother's in the NBA. <laughs> his, bro- his, his, his father is on CNN having it out uh, with the President of the United States. It's over for a normal childhood for him. Right, right, so, right. So, so no need to fight against the grain, his grain. 
you know, his grain may not flow the same way uh, as, as the grain uh, of other kids at Chino Hills, in Chino Hills, and, and at other high schools across the nation. So, yeah, I think it was a fair decision. I think it was the right decision. And I actually think that at the end of the day, it will be LaMelo who is the biggest star of the family, sports-wise. Oh, you make you make great points. Now, I'm, I'm going to push back just a tad on the LaMelo decision. Mm-hmm. Now, the LiAngelo decision, I, I, I fully understand. But the LaMelo decision, it, it comes off to me, and I'm a huge LeVar supporter, but it comes off to me that you're teaching your son when he doesn't like a situation, run from it or not deal with it or not face it head on. Mm-hmm. Um those of us who play sports, I play sports. Um, you were good, man. You was a star. I, I appreciate you saying that because people, <laughs> people don't believe it when I say it. You know what? January what? Jones was a star player oh, yeah. uh, 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 at the Piney Wood School uh, basketball team, the NATOs. Oh, he yeah. was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. Probably dunked on you at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I didn't, i be honest with you, I didn't care for my coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Coach Bowen. Coach Bowen, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think he passed yet. No, Coach Bowen passed. Did he? Yeah. Oh, God. well, there you go. Uh, I'm, yeah, thank you for telling me that, man. But I, rest in peace. I, 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 we had a great relationship, but I didn't really care for his coaching style. Uh-huh. But you have to deal with that when you're in business. You're going to have bosses and supervisors who you don't particularly agree with. How do you learn how to deal with those situations, become a professional, and work through that and still be a leader and lead your ball club? So for a kid, we're saying it's it's probably, I think, it's going to be the best out of all three of them. He has to learn how to deal with adversity, has to learn how to deal with difficult situations and learn how to navigate working with folk and taking direction from folk who you may not particularly agree with, Mm -hmm. but how do we find common ground with that? And so I think Taking him out of out of the school because the coach won't do certain things, I think, was a disservice. But I still think the kid would be fine. But I think just in that particular case, I, I think it was a disservice. But I do believe that Lamelo has the potential to be the best out of all three of those kids. Thank you for your leadership podcast with Dame Dad. We're, ta- we're talking with civil rights and entertainment attorney Lawrence Blackman about our 2017 Father of the Year. Now, I'm going to tell you, folks, you won't see LeVar Chronicle in Time Magazine as Father of the Year. You won't see him in larger publications as Father of the Year. Not yet. Not not yet. <clears throat> Let's wait. We're doing it here first. Right. We're doing it here first on the Dame Thad. Thank you for your leadership <laughs> podcast. We're giving it away. You heard it here first. Now, later, you know, this is the way these type of things go. Yeah. First, they fight you. Yeah. First, they fight you. They reject you. Like you said, Steve Jobs, he was fired. Right. He was fired. Even if he were alive now, they would never fire him. Never. Right. But eventually, if you persist, people get on board. And I think that at the end of the day, the people who are not aboard the ball bandwagon, they'll be aboard. They, they will. They but will. we gave it to him here first. Absolutely. Because, listen, I have an alpha talent. And I know talent. And I, and I think it's so important that we uplift people. And let me say this, and especially as black folk, we got to uplift each other and we got to support one another. How, because look, Minister Farrakhan talks about it all the time. How long are we going to wait for white America and white folk to give us crumbs and give us opportunities? And now we have a black man who's created an opportunity, who's creating an empire, building an empire for his family, and we still are reluctant to support. Now, I think he needs to bring the price of those shoes down. Oh, right. I ain't paying $500 I mean, I for no shoes, I man. I can't pay 500 for them. But if those shoes were 150 man, I would buy them. I would buy several pair. I want to support. 
you know, I, I I don't really care for the T-shirts. I think the T-shirts aren't, uh, don't look the best. But I get what he's trying to do, and I you know I will support once he brings the shoe prices down. Do you think the vitriol and the hate that that he's seeing? Do you think there's a racial undertone to that? Always. How so? Always. I think so. I think that for one, uh, he contradicts a current narrative uh, or a popular narrative of the absent T black father, mm. um, and then. He's not humble. Yeah. You know, they came, they gave him his son an opportunity, they put them in this spotlight. When you say humble, how does he need to be humble? Well, you know, he's loud, mm-hmm. you know, and he's doing it his own thing, his own way. He's not just taking what they're giving him. And you know, thank you, sir. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. He's not. And and uh and so I do think that there is a, a, a racial undertone. I always I always think there's a racial undertone. Uh, with with with, with uh, black people in these type of spaces, um, shouldn't we? But should shouldn't he be celebrated? Listen, I've played I play AAU, but more more recently I coach AAU in in Houston, Texas, and so it's a very exhausting job. It's a very rewarding job, but you're engaging with parents, and most of your kids. You don't see a lot of fathers out there. Mm-hmm. You really don't. Mm-hmm. It's mom dropping them off. It's mom being there supporting them. It's mom the, on the bench during the game right. shouting, Help screaming me. for her to sign. Right. There's mom taking nose passing out Gatorades, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not the, the casting aspersion on fathers because I know if they could be there, they would be there for whatever reason. But the fathers who are there, I want to applaud them and compliment them. And they are very active mm-hmm. and they are loud because they love their kids. Every parent. In sports, thinks their kid is the best thing smoking. You're supposed to say that. What are you going right. to say? Tell your kid you suck? Right. right. You're supposed to support your kid and openly, right? And so we should support that, as you said, because there are spaces where fathers are perceived to be absent. And we have a father who's active, who's controlling the narrative, who's supporting of his kids, and an African-American father. Why isn't he on the, on the, the front cover of of every magazine in America, and on the front page of every publication in America? Well, first they drag you, like I said. First they drag you before they lift you up. Um, and so I think that, you know, he's new, and he hasn't he hasn't really grown on the majority of America yet. Right. Um, but I think, that, I think that he could, potentially, and I think that a lot of that will be dependent upon uh, how, how, his, uh, how his sons fare uh, in these professional leagues. Uh, but, you know, let Lonzo Ball or LaMelo or either one of them become a big star right. of, 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 of Kobe Bryant fame. People will celebrate LeBar then at they that will, point. They will. Jay-Z, Jay-Z said it. First they love you, then they hate you, then they, then they love you again. Right. right? It's, it's a cycle. How do you think the kids are handling this? How do you think his sons are handling all this pressure and all this fame? Well, it's hard to tell. From 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 uh, from the peanut gallery <laughs> where I sit, um, but they appear to yeah. be handling it well. Um, yeah, I've, I've I've watched the show uh, on Facebook. Uh, Please, folks, watch the show. On I Facebook. like it's I really like the, good. I do. I like the show on Facebook. I have watched the show on Facebook, uh, which was which is another uh, uh, disruptive move. Yeah, uh, by the Ball family. Um, because they were one of the early, you know, Facebook. You know, they have a few shows now, um, but it was one of the first official Facebook shows. Um, so that's, uh, well, why, why would why why would Facebook why would Facebook put such 
a controversial and polarizing figure uh, on one of their first initial forays into uh, uh, reality television. Well, Facebook might be the, 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 the biggest disruptor of them all. Um, and so if Facebook sees something in it, then there must be something to it. If Facebook is willing to put their their big F stamp <laughs> on the Ball family uh, for one of their um, inaugural shows, yeah. um, then then I would I would say that that's because uh, somebody at the top of Facebook uh, sees there's something to it. Even though you know the, the Ball family, they were in the WWE. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. whole segment they could they could they could have went to, to VH1 any any of those. Uh, stations who are into that type of programming would have given them a show, I believe. Uh, but I think that it was, a, again, the foresight of Father LeVar uh, to, to go with a Facebook instead of shopping to a VH1 mm-hmm. or to an E or a Bravo or any of that. I think that going with a Facebook, um, I think that that is another testament to, to his business acumen yeah. and to his uh, uh, visionary status as the leader of that family. Speaking of that vision, talk about because we're running out of time, talk about how important it is to own your own stuff. Well, ownership create, is everything. Create your own stuff, to do your own thing, cut out the middleman. Listen, in 2017, we can cut out the middleman on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. The, the, and the way that we can share information and share content via social media, because you can send a tweet out and it can reach millions of people, IG, Facebook, and so forth, you don't need the middleman to help you distribute content and so forth. Talk about how important it is to own your own products. Ownership is everything. Um, I think that, you know, I think what we were speaking before we kind of got started, we were talking about uh, the difference between uh, Tavis Smiley's position yeah. and Matt Laura's position, and you made a very good point. I, I, I'll let you remake that point, but I think that that was a very good and poignant uh, point. Um, as it relates to ownership. Well, well and, and, and so, folks, Tavis Smiley is my hero, and I'll, and I'll stand that and I'll say that. And I know there have been allegations levied against him uh, this past week, and those things will be settled out. And, and um, my my heart goes out to those victims and those young women who were brave to step up. Um, and speak their truth about what happened uh, with them and Mr. Smiley. But my point about Tavis is he has his own publishing company where he puts out his own books. He has his own radio show. For the last 20 years, he's had his his own nightly show distributed on PBS. Um, But he produces that content. PBS doesn't own that content. And so Tavis is, is running into a little trouble right now, and... We'll see how it goes with his career, but he can take that content to YouTube or he could take that content uh, to a website or stream it or what have you. And it continues the work that he's doing. So with Matt Lauer, Matt Lauer, all his content is owned by NBC. Matt Lauer got fired. Tavis Smiley didn't get fired by PBS. They can discontinue their partnership and Tavis can go get another partnership with somebody else to distribute, distribute the content that he owns. So my point is, He's run into this trouble, and what, what may help him from a career standpoint is that he owns his own stuff, and he can go work out a deal with another person because he owns his own content. And he was one of those brave people like LeVar to say, I'm going to do my own thing, and I'm going to own my content. I'm going to own my company. I'm going to put my name on it, right? And I'm going to be responsible for the success of what's going on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all across the board, I encourage people 
to own their own things, to step out, to be visionary, to be a disruptor, to get out of the, the hamster wheel of the nine to five, the safety of the 401k. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because the 401k is cool, but most folk who are doing that are not following the, following their dreams. They're, they're doing what's safe. Um, they're at a job every day that they hate. People are, are blowing their brains out mm-hmm. because they're checking into a job just to pay bills each and every month. Right. To, to feed their family, which is important. But at what point do we start living a life of purpose and passion and vision and of livelihood? Are we living or are we just existing? I would submit to you that LeVar Ball is living and he's living well. And he's teaching his kids to live. To live well and to do. And one of my favorite songs is by Frank Sinatra. And it's called My Way. And, yes. I, and I listen to that song often. You know, in, in that song, Frank You look said, like you wanted to break out of the song right then. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, Frank says, I made some mistakes along the way. But when I lay my head down at night, I can always say, I did it my way. 2017 Father of the Year, LeVar Ball. Lawrence Blackman, thank you for joining us on the Thank You man, for thank, Your thank Leadership you, Thank podcast. you for having me. And it was, it was really great to, to reconnect uh, with you and, and, and share this this. Uh, this this discussion with you. Absolutely. Mr. January, Damien Thaddeus Jones. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank <laughs> My you. good partner. Thank you for joining us <laughs> on the Thank You For Your Leadership podcast. Until next time.